You can have all the Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio podcast with our new app. Just search your app store, uh, Apple, Android, Kindle. We don't care what you use. Search the app store for Explorations Early Learning. Download the app. Give it a try. Welcome to Renegade Rules. Kick back, settle in, and let us fill your ear holes with early learning information, wisdom, and advice. And now, here's Heather and Jeff. Hey, 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 welcome to Renegade Rules. Jeff Johnson here, Heather Shoemaker on the phone. How are you doing, Heather? I'm doing well. How are you, Jeff? I am groovy. You know what I'm really happy about? I'm really happy that uh, that school started. Well, I'm not so happy school started, but happy I'm not responsible for taking anyone to school or picking them up after school. I spent years, you know, our kids were homeschooled, and so that was never an issue, but I, I worked in a program where where we, we, we ran uh, some vans after school to a couple schools and, and dropped kids off at school in the morning, and every once in a while I had to take one of those van runs, and the sitting outside the school and that line of cars it just it just killed my soul a little bit um and uh. so not being part of that anymore just kind of makes me happy when the air gets a little bit crisp and everybody heads back to school so uh <laughs> so, so you I, didn't like the car line i didn't like the you know, car somebody line might be listening to this podcast in a car line at this very moment it's possible and There's you know what sitting around it uh, that's one of the reasons we decided to do this podcast was for those people so they wouldn't pull their hair out out of out of boredom or frustration they would have <laughs> they would have us in their ears so what are your what are your feelings on those car lines heather well, car lines are, are I, I think of them as a, a very American uh, product. <laughs> they, they're something that both as an advocate for children and families and as an, uh, my green background, I have a big green badge because I'm an environmental student and worked in land conservation for years and years and all that. I even got the official master's degree in environmental studies. So it's a huge part of me that thinks about the environmental impact of all these car lines. Uh-huh. So if you combine those two things, I'm just not, not a fan. Um, there's a lot of people, we lived for years and years about one block away from an elementary school where my oldest went to school for a while. And so that's pretty ideal. You walk through the woods, we even walked through a park to get there. Um, But people who lived not that far away, let's say three blocks away, (laughs) a lot of them were driving or they wouldn't let their kids bike. Um, The principal at one point said, let's keep our kids safe. Don't let them bicycle to school. (laughs) (laughs) And and the reason was, and she actually had a good point, um, the reason was that the crosswalk for the bicyclists and the walking children to get to the school the, the driving parents who were so eager to get their place in that car line were just whipping around the corner. So it's actually the parents <laughs> who were the hazard to these kids. Um, but that's one of the reasons we have so many cars. Um, last week, the traffic was just backed up in near my neighborhood of the kids. This was a middle school trying to get their kids to middle school. And the buses whizzed in into the bus z- zone, but the cars were just backed up. Now, when we're talking about young kids and preschools, I find a lot of programs actively encourage the car line. 
And I've heard, when I've asked them, you know, why do you do drop-off and pick-up with Carline? They'll often say, well, it makes the transitions smoother. It makes the transitions easier. We don't have so many tears. We don't have so many problems. And, and it's just quick and simple. And in they go to the car or out they pop from the quick, car. Quick, quick and simple for the adults? Is that what they're... Quick and simple for the adults who run the program is what I interpreted that as. Uh-huh. Now, to me, this is one of the places where we're failing kids. Not only are we wasting the gas and we're having, you know, having all these cars and they're all running their motors and they get there sometimes half an hour early running their car, <laughs> running their, um, running their cars the whole time, but just looking, focusing on teaching kids vital life skills. Those are hellos and goodbyes. Those are transitions. And because it's hard, that means we need to practice them. If they were easy, we wouldn't have to practice. But for a lot of kids and a lot of families, dropping off your child at, at, a, at a school setting, even if it's an early childhood program that they adore, can be difficult. Um, those hellos and goodbyes are not necessarily easy. And so that's why we need to get out of the cars, park a block away, park three blocks away, park ten blocks away, whatever it is, and walk together um, say goodbye together, have that person-to-person, not turning around from the driver's seat and craning your neck. And You know, families are not cars. Families are people. And I think the more we can get ourselves out of those contraptions and into human space where we practice our greetings and goodbyes, the better we will learn those life skills and be able to cope with them. So, Heather, you're saying we should be human? Oh my gosh, I know. <laughs> How dare you? You renegade. Um, and I mean, you look at that, you look at that car line and it is, it is kind of symbolic of the whole educational system and the, and the factory model. Um, we do so many things that are, that are efficient for the adult and don't take the, the emotionality, the needs of the children into, into consideration quite as much as they should. Or in, in, in many cases, they, they blatantly uh, work counter to, to the needs of the child. And, and so those, that, that waiting, that, that, that oh, 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 we're, we're pulling up, get, get your backpack, don't, don't forget your backpack, and remember, remember your tuba after school. Um, it, it's it's just hard, stressful, anxious time for everybody. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, and I think, I, oh, you ahead. know, the goodbyes, I think a lot of people who, who run the programs, and maybe the parents too, are trying to avoid any possible sadness at separation. Uh-huh. And, you know, the, the messy parts of life are the parts we need to dwell on a bit because that's where some of the deep emotions and deep learning is taking place. And we need to model that, yeah, you might be feeling sad because I'm going away now. Um, I'm going to give you a hug. I know the, the teachers here will take care of you. You'll reinforce that you're in good hands. And then if the child is crying or upset, it's okay. Somebody can take care of that sadness, making sure that the people in the program are comfortable with tears and sadness and not trying to say, Okay, put on your happy smile. You'll see your mom in, you know, three hours. Don't worry. Or you'll see your dad at the end of the day. Um, make sure that they are comfortable, that you've enrolled your child in a place that's comfortable with some um, mess and snot and tears and big emotions. Because if you're not, then I wouldn't be <laughs> comfortable leaving them. 
I do know it's super hard to leave your child when she or he is in tears. I mean, I've, I did that. I've done it before. I did it this summer at summer camp one day. I had one week where I really had to work on my next book. And so one child was really happy at his summer camp and the other one wasn't. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I did need to go to work. Uh-huh. And so the very last day of summer camp, he was in tears. And I said, I know you don't want to go. I know that you're feeling really sad right now, but this is the last day, and I, I need to be at work. I can't be with you right now. I know they'll take good care of you. And the director was super understanding, and he crawled under a table and cried and was sad for a few minutes, and 20 minutes later, he popped out and was fine the rest of the day. Yeah. That and trust. They're yeah. going to be okay as long as that they're with good people who can take care of them. They're going to be okay, and their feelings do better when they're allowed to come out in the open air. And a lot of that won't happen in the car. Yeah, yeah. Be, being allowed to have your feelings is a, is a valuable thing. And I, I think, you know, it's something we, we gloss over over way too much it, because maybe those feelings get in the way of the smooth operation of the of the machine. You know, if I've got to deal with, uh, with uh, Jimmy's sadness in the morning, that's going to get us to the breakfast table a little bit later. Um, and it, it, it's, it, it's kind of probably jerky of me to think programs are that regulated, but I've worked in the field long enough that I've, I mean, I've literally seen it. Um, and so when we the can schedule for the day, because if, if somebody, if a child is crying, the schedule for the day becomes that child's emotions, and the other kids can learn so much. You don't have to feel that oh my gosh, my attention is being taken up by this one child, and then I can't be with the others. You being with the crying child is what the other kids need to see. Yeah, because they may not be crying at that moment, but they need to know through the power of observation that when they feel sad, because it will happen on another day, mm-hmm. that that this is how they're going to be gonna, taken care of, yeah. and it's going to be all right. It's a safe place to cry. That's a super important message. Yeah, yeah, and I I, I I I I love when I see that, but what I also see sometimes is we have to get this group of ten children in to the the dining room by 8.15. Otherwise, the next group isn't going to be able to get there on time. I don't have time for his emotions. Let's go. And that's, that's just a hard, hard thing. And I, I try not to fault the caregiver because they're, they're in a system where that's the culture, and yet kids need better than that. Yeah, they do. Um, And then on the pickup side of things, I think there's this essential moment of greeting, which humans need face-to-face, and the younger the more. Um, And they need to learn these skills and learn it by doing and learning through observation. So at pickup, rather than being shoved in the back door of a car or being buckled in in the back and then the car zooms off, at least they have to move on immediately, otherwise they block the car line. Um, Then you're not having any face-to-face greeting. You you might be able to touch each other with a hand, but there's no real hug. There's Uh no face-to-face, how was your day, or just that, that moment of connection. It's harder to do. You can connect in a car, but it's harder. And it's, it's not ideally how humans 
need to react to each other after a separation. We're not used to having so, somebody with an orange vest and a whistle waving us on. I mean, well, in some of the car lines, they're pretty extreme. I don't know if listeners have which reaction they have at their school, but there's megaphones with oh. names being blasted out and whistles and you know safety vests and phones yeah. and it it can be pretty regimented and pretty loud and terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> the kids are you know yelled by last names and um. If you can, park a block away and walk up to the school. Um, or if it's at an early childhood program where you have an option of coming in, always come in. Yeah. Or if you're the teacher or administrator of a program, especially these early childhood years, um, and you know, announce that you're not doing car lines. Change that car line culture. There are schools that require you to get out of your car and come in. Now, I hear a lot of people murmuring in their heads, yes, but I have a new baby and I have another child and they're strapped in and this will be a hectic because then I have to wake up the sleeping kid mm-hmm. and I have, you know, a lot of people like the car line because it's, it's, efficient. it's easier. <laughs> but if you have an infant who's asleep, most of the time, they will stay asleep. I've done this myself. You get them out of the car, they're asleep. They're still asleep. You put them back in the car seat, they're still asleep. Sometimes they will wake up, but a lot of times the youngest ones will be asleep. And as far as the rest of the kids, um, they can get out of the car. If, if you have an older child who's asleep and it's not the typical nap time, then that's a sign that that child needs more sleep. Yeah. So... Take that as a behavior signal. Okay, I need to adjust bedtime. I need to try naps again if you think they've given up on them. But we really need to get the family out of the car and into human space um, and remind ourselves that that that's the way families um, interact and that and that that's how we learn useful life skills. So uh, you're seeing the car line for early ed programs, preschool programs? Oh, yeah. In fact, there's some preschools where I've seen the foot. There's there's the car line um, where the, the kids have their backpacks in a line, uh-huh. and they have little painted blue feet and yellow feet and green feet where each child puts a foot on each foot, and they st- on each painted foot, and they stand there ready for a car to come get them, and then they're <sighs> buckled in by the teacher, and away they go. Um, uh-huh. And, I've you know... I think in these really early days, the the fewer lines we can have, because they have to line up to get into the car lineup, and then they're in the car line. <laughs> Stand There's in a line. lot of lining. Stand in line um, all day to every time they... they can, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are lines can be useful for things. If you're waiting for your turn to go down the swimming pool slide or, you know, to hit the pinata or to go into the lunchroom when you're older and you're in elementary school, I mean... There's some purpose to lines, yeah. But but, if you can stave them off as long as you can, um, I don't, I don't, I don't know many people that actually enjoy standing in line. It's not like something they look forward to. What are you going to do with your weekend? Oh, I'm going to go stand in in line, and then then I'll get to the front and then go back to the back again because it's such a enjoyable experience. People don't do that. We're kind of not wired for that. Um, Heather, I got, I, I for years I've had this this idea that morning and afternoon transition time. Um, I, I've worked up a solution for it, and I want to I want to run this by you. I have a feeling you're not going to like it. Um, you know, you know those those the, you go through the the, the drive through at the bank, and there's that pneumatic tube. Yeah, I want to build a child sized one. 
Oh. And so the parent would just pull up. The, this is this is this is the best car line because the parent pulls up. They pop the kid in the tube. They push the button. The tube shoots them into the building. Now while they're going through that tube, it's checking their. It's checking to make sure the parents got their bill paid. All the paperwork's done. It's taking the kid's temperature, making sure the headlight situation, um, checking the color of their snot, all that kind of things. Any problems? Tube sends them back to the car. And then the parents got to actually deal with that that thing before they get into the program. Otherwise, um, the kid hops out of the tube in a great mood because they just got to ride in the tube. It's like a carnival ride. And uh, and uh, when 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 the parent pulls up, tire spikes come up on either side of the car, so they can't leave uh, just in case the kid's going to come back. <clears throat> I put a lot of thought into this, and uh, it's got a little vibrating thing in there it's shaking all the sand and dust off the kid um so they're not they're not tracking into the building and anyway they go the kid gets out of the tube they're gonna have a great day because they they woo i got to ride in the tube end of the day it's time to time for pickup back in the tube takes them takes them straight to the car if the parent isn't there waiting for them at the point of time tube it's kind of a willy wonka thing takes them to their house um, oh, I thought you were going to try these driverless cars. Well, well, that might be coming. We're still working on the software, but we've got all the hardware uh, uh, worked up, and uh, we're about ready so to picture release the that. Future, so. The future car line is the is driverless dri- car is set to the car line to pick up the kid. Oh, no, and no. no greetings at all. It's going to be even better. It's going to be drones. A drone will come down, <laughs> <laughs> grab the kid by the shoulder, and fly them to soccer practice. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um. All right, Jeff. I, I won't. I won't uh, comment on your idea, except to say I do think pneumatic tubes are cool, and it's, it's kind of fun to watch them shoot around. Um, <laughs> Maybe we just use them in the building just for fun. Um, no, I'm. Yeah. I'm, so I'm, from a from a car line point of view, it takes up a lot of time, real estate, gas, and it deprives us of those human um, emotions and and transition times. There are moments when it's it's useful to drive up because of whatever younger siblings you've got strapped in. But if you're creating a, a culture of greetings and, and drop-offs and where messiness and sadness and joy and whatever is okay, then try in your program or in your family to avoid the car line as part of your daily routine as much as possible. And I don't think many adults enjoy the car line. So what I even see at my kids' elementary school is there's this long car line that starts half an hour before the kids are even released from school. Uh-huh. And I, my kids ride the city bus to uh-huh. get to school. So that's what they do. <laughs> um, but occasionally there's an appointment or something where I have to actually go to the school and pick them up. And I park under a tree um, a few steps away, I don't, I'm not in the car line, and I walk over and get them, and then we walk up the hill and, and leave, and we're never in a car line. Um, and we have a, a, a human-to-human interaction. So I bet no matter where your school is, there is a place where you can come either by subway or by bus or by walking or by bicycle or by parking your car nearby and walking a block. In yeah. fact, that's what a lot of kids that are uh, families at our old elementary school did even if they had to drive their kids to school, they parked on the opposite side of the city park and then got out and walked one block through the park holding hands or just talking to their kids uh-huh. as they went through the park together. Or they dropped their kids off and say goodbye, and then the kids run through the park and have that little bit of outside, moving your bodies, going through nature, yeah. being just 
moving instead of going from car to desk. Have, having that time to, to, to deconnect, to, to dis- decouple, and then reconnect at the end of the day is, is valuable. Heather, something we didn't get a chance and we don't have a chance to, we don't have time for this episode is, is the whole idea of walking to school and walking home from school, which is something that seems to be disappearing. And, and uh, I think we'd probably do a whole episode of that sometime in the future because there was so much good stuff going on on those, on those walks to school. I remember back when I was a kid and that for so many kids, it doesn't exist anymore. Hey, let's wrap this one up. Uh, and if you're listening to the car line, um, pull up, get a little bit closer to the curb this time. You were a little bit far away last time, so uh, we've, we've been we've been watching. <laughs> no, no, now listeners think we have a drone hovering over them, watching every move, and and we don't that you know of. Hey, this has been Renegade Rules. Tune in next week for another episode. Thanks for listening. Bye bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. Music by Alexander Shoemaker. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Hey, you want to support all the Upstairs Studio podcasts? It's as simple as this. Use our Amazon link when you shop Amazon. We get a small percentage of what you spend. You don't pay any extra. You get your stuff from Amazon. Everybody wins. Where do you find the link? Well, it's on the Explorations Early Learning app. You can find it on the Explorations Early Learning website. If you don't find it in those places, just get a hold of Jeff on Facebook or via email, and he'll hand-deliver it to your inbox. Thanks for your support. Bye-bye.